Welcome, everyone, to another podcast of Modern World Zen. This is Josh Barzell. So last episode, we were talking about how a fear of death might impede our sadhana, whether you're faced with death or a loved one is faced with death, or even if you just contemplate death in your life, knowing that, you know, life is so short and how that might prevent you from wanting to meditate because we're always putting everything off and uh you know we do things later and later we procrastinate and we could also procrastinate about meditation so now i'd like to talk about arguably a, a brighter a brighter area and that's the spiritual um notion of death so in fact, the, the enlightened state is a state of immortality uh, when you really think about it. So we're going to look at the, you know, the immortal state and try to get to that, because after all, this is a spiritual podcast. Um, so last episode, we talked about death and dying uh, and how meditation can still be used and should be used in those cases but what does meditation actually do well it allows us to attain immortality according to the eastern scriptures and you might not have this experience for yourself you may not believe this um but yet the state the true state of enlightenment is such that it really does last forever um it doesn't go away with the end of the body it stays um, permanent you know if you were to attain enlightenment not only would it stay for the rest of your life but it would remain after your death um, too and it's probably the greatest thing that you can leave behind you can leave behind wealth and these things and legacies of accomplishments you can leave behind your name but uh and inevitably those things change you know if you donate millions of dollars to a university and your name is you know associated with a building that might last for a while but no one's going to say that it would last f- literally forever you know people tear down buildings and things do happen um but the immortal state of enlightenment is just that immortal it lasts forever so we're going to start to get into this idea of where we left off um, last episode. And the first thing that we want to see is that the human being is great. Now, generally speaking, you're not going to think this uh, when you're dying or when you're faced with death. And that's why therapy can be so important, even to lighten the mood with a therapist to a certain extent. It has to be good, a good therapist. You don't want someone you know, blowing smoke at you you know you don't want to make it worse but a good therapist will probably point to your good qualities and think positively for you when obviously it would be very easy to become depressed uh, faced with death so the first thing that we're going to do is think about how great the human being is Um, and the reason why human being is so great is because a human a human being can know himself can know herself we have this capacity as human beings to know ourselves uh, 
whereas other animals really don't have that capacity like we do. And essentially, enlightenment is really knowing yourself. Um, but what is this? What is this self? You know, what is the self of all? You know, what is the self that exists in everyone that everyone is trying to attain? Right. The idea is that we have this same essence in everyone. Um, and we're all trying to essentially attain the, the same thing, but it's not so much for you to attain what I have or for me to attain what you have. We, we attain our own enlightenment. We attain our own consciousness, our own self. So nevertheless, you know, faced with death, it's something that we're not going to have a lot of strength to see this. We're not going to want to see or have a very hard time seeing the greatness of man faced with death. So, you know, in the East, we have this idea of reincarnation. So that means that when the body dies, um, we have rebirth. And this is what the Bhagavad Gita says. So really the body that, we're, that we have are like clothes that we're wearing. You know, we take off our clothes and we put on new clothes in the same way the self, capital S, self, um, casts off worn out bodies and enters new ones. And this is also what the, the Gita, the Bhagavad Gita says. So if we understand that, then it, it's not really a painful endeavor. It's a beautiful endeavor, death. Um, but nevertheless, I'm probably talking to an audience that doesn't believe in reincarnation. So let's go, let's keep working on this and see what we can figure out. So another thing that we can try to understand is that in the context of death being something that's kind of interesting, if you will, if not downright beautiful, uh, we can still look at you know, a terminal illness, say, and we can actually think of it as a positive thing. You know, uh, if we were diagnosed with cancer, we could see it as something positive. And you don't have to be a saint to think this way. There are many people, many stories of people who have been diagnosed with a terminal illness and have smiled and have seen the beauty in that, knowing that they were going to die and wanting to die, not having a problem with dying. Now, this is very different than a 20-year-old college student wanting to die, you know, but it's, it takes a very mature mind to grasp the concept of facing one's death and being okay with it. In fact, even, um, you know, being more or less happy about it. Okay, so um, let's just look at that positive uh, concerning death, and that can really help us. And um, I think what we can do in this episode is we can start to think about how we think of ourselves while we're alive and how that relates to death. So most of us don't think of ourselves as consciousness. We think of ourselves as a body, primarily, and then on top of that, what kind of body, male, female? Then we go on from there, and it never ends. Rich, poor, black, white. It never ends, right? These these things. So we think of ourselves in that way, but really we shouldn't be thinking of ourselves like that. We should try to think of ourselves as the self. 
because the self is this thing that's immortal, right? The self is the thing that never dies, according to the Bhagavad Gita. So if we think of ourselves as the self and cast off these limited identifications, then that can be a way that we can live our lives knowing that one day when the body dies, um, the we don't end up dying in that context. We remain, even though the body dies, if we're identified with the inner self. So the inner self isn't something that we can really like completely say is so abstract. It's been called a blue light in the scriptures, a, specifically a blue pearl. And it's a tiny blue speck of light that you can see in meditation. And that's, it's been defined as the inner self. So the inner self isn't different from God, isn't different from consciousness, isn't different also from the guru, the true guru. And so you can actually see your inner self in meditation in the form of this blue light. So it's a very, very important experience to have in meditation. So nevertheless, what do we want? We want a good death, really, is what we want. We never think about it, but that's what we want. We don't want a horrible death. We want a good death. Right? Many people have said, you know, I'd like to die when I'm 100 years old in my bed, you know, in the middle of the night. You know, that's the kind of things we think about. I don't want to drown. You know, I don't want to get killed in a car accident or any of these other things or, I don't know die of being poisoned or something like that. Um, we want a good death, right? So we really do want to make sure that we're valuing our spiritual knowledge, not just valuing our worldly knowledge. If we place a lot of value on how we would die, we really want to spend most of our time, if we can, focused on trying to attain knowledge that's going to save us uh, in the end. And so our wealth isn't really going to save us at death. It's really going to be our understanding and our practices um, that's going to save us. So the best thing we can do, obviously, is all of the things that you already know to do is good actions, and you should be meditating, um, and we should really be sort of cultivating good understanding so that you know, when we do die, we have a good, a good, a good understanding that will help us and save us at that moment. So obviously, we, we're looking for Kundalini awakening, because when the Kundalini awakens, we have the experience that we're the self, we have the experience of consciousness. And so that's something that we can really um, look to as part of our as part of our meditation, I've talked about that many times on these podcasts. So, uh, and we can also have the experience of our death in meditation. And this is one of the experiences that have been talked about in the scriptures, where you do have the experience that you are dying. And it can be very frightening in that moment. But when you when it's done, you feel very peaceful afterwards and very, very happy. And... Um, and also, not only that, but there has been ex the the um, 
the stories of saints and and people of very high attainment dying and really it's very peaceful for them they don't complain they they even know their time of their death down to the minute you know and and they they know exactly when they're going to die and i think that you know they met it these saintly people with without any fear at all so in the bhagavad gita talks about two ways two paths that occur after death one of them is the dark path one of them one of them is the light path and what's so interesting is that the bad or wrong path leads to reincarnation re leads to you being born again in another body but the the bright path the enlightened path actually leaves you not being reborn so you might think that's contrary to what you believe but the reason is because if you're enlightened you don't actually get reborn you remain essentially alive your being remains alive because after all what is your being through the purification of meditation for so many years to attain enlightenment your being is the self and we know that the self doesn't die so in fact the bright path is a path where you don't get reborn again and so uh, obviously chanting is one of those things that can really help you while you're on this earth um you know as you await your demise essentially to take either of those two paths one to be born again or one to not be and i think that if you can value chanting now then i think that it's something that can lead to knowledge and the knowledge itself is what burns up this concept of mortality uh for you it's going to be something that ends the question of you being born again it ends the question of you even dying really because if you're the self you don't die and so if we can attain the knowledge of the self then we've really attained our own immortality in that way and um <clears throat> this is something that you have to just understand you know um as something that has occurred or have been beings that have remained not in their physical bodies so much really right i mean they're not going to remain in their physical body but they have remained in their subtle bodies um and there's something that it's there's some, you can even interact with these beings who have left their physical bodies but who remain here uh on earth in a subtle form so that's what we should all be looking towards and the knowledge of the self um does grant that kind of state that we should be looking for in our meditations so with that i'll sign off on this podcast and hopefully everyone has listened to what i've said and it has made sense for them uh, and it has been enlightening for them and um we will be doing more things into the future but for now i want to say thank you very much thank you to everyone very much and um we'll be uh speaking in a way uh the next time so again thank you this has been josh barzell for modern world zen